The Audio Ballads present Citizen Pain, Episode Four. We wanted to watch the funeral parade go by. Parade? Huh. See that old dog cart over the way? Four of his friends are gonna load the coffin on that and drive him up to New Rochelle. What say we follow the cortege anyhow? It's a twenty-mile walk. Yes. But it's a walk with history. To pass the journey, I'll tell you the story of Tom Paine's life. Is it the case they're going to bury this fella in a plain field? That's the tragic truth of the matter, as I understand it. Well, we've passed at least six plain fields in the last two miles that would have done the job to my satisfaction, and we'd have been home in time for supper. Keep your mind on the story, would you? Thomas Paine has stirred the spirit of rebellion in the American people, and the War of Independence is about to begin in earnest. So now there is just the simple matter of raising an army and winning a war against the world's greatest military power. Could the peaceable principle of the Quakers be universally established? Arms and the art of war would be wholly extirpated. But we live not in a world of angels. I am thus far a Quaker that I would gladly agree with all the world to lay aside the use of arms and settle matters by negotiation. But unless the whole will, the matter ends. And I take up my musket and thank heaven he has put it in my power. Retreat! Retreating again? I didn't enlist to run scared across the whole of New Jersey. Fellas holding a job for me in a haberdasher store in Charlestown. I don't have to be here. Fort Washington being obliged to surrender by a violent attack made by the whole British Army, the generals determined to evacuate Fort Lee on the 16th of November. What chance do we stand now with none of them big guns? The principal loss suffered at Fort Lee was that of a heavy cannon, the greatest part of which was left behind. I never thought it'd be like this. My time's up soon. I might just head on back to Charlestown. Ah, uh, quit bellyaching about Charlestown. The enemy, knowing the divided state of our army and that the terms of the soldiers' enlistments would soon expire, conceived the design of penetrating into the Jerseys and hoped, by pushing their successes, to be completely victorious. Where's the damn reinforcements we've been waiting for? See that fellow there? Someone told me that's Tom Payne. Old common sense himself? I wouldn't be here if it weren't for that damn pamphlet. I'd have been selling reels of cotton thread in Charlestown. Hey, Tom, how'd you like the weather? I knew the time when I thought the whistling of a cannonball would have frightened me almost to death. But I have since tried it and find that I can stand it with little discomposure. On the 20th of November, it was discovered that a large body of British and Hessian troops had crossed the North River. As our force was inferior to that of the enemy, the garrison was ordered to march for Hackensack. Hackensack. They got dry clothes in Hackensack? They got them in Charlestown. Oh, shut up! The inclemency of the weather, the want of quarters and approach of the enemy, obliged us to proceed to Aquaconac. We never even heard of Aquaconac. And from thence to Newark. Well, goodbye, Aquaconac. From Newark, our retreat was to Brunswick. This game's up. It's finished. I got a wife and family. I'd sell my soul for some new boots. It was hoped the assistance of the Jersey militia would enable General Washington to make the banks of the Raritan the bounds of the enemy's progress. 
But on the 1st of December, the army was greatly weakened by the expiration of the terms of the enlistments of the Marylanders. Them's the lucky ones that's a-going home. I've never been, but I sure wish I was going to Maryland with them. So where's the damn militia? And the militia not coming in so soon as was expected. Wasn't there supposed to be militia? Would you come now? My time's up in a few weeks. I'm heading to Charlestown. Another retreat was the necessary consequence. So, now it's Trenton. The only way out of Trenton is over the Delaware River. Our army reached Trenton on the 4th of December, continued there till the 7th, and then, on the approach of the enemy, it was thought proper to pass the Delaware. This retreat was censured by some as pusillanimous and disgraceful, but did they know that our army was at one time less than a thousand effective men and never more than four thousand, that the number of the enemy was at least eight thousand, exclusive of their artillery and light horse, that this handful of Americans retreated slowly above eighty miles without losing a dozen men, and that suffering themselves to be forced to an action would have been their entire destruction, did they know this? They would never have censured it at all. They would have called it prudent. Posterity will call it glorious. Looks like we'll be spending Christmas skulking in this damned camp like a rabbit chased down a hole. My britches is still wet. I've been holding them up to this fire for I, I don't know how long. Everything here ain't wet is frozen. You takes your choice. Those British have settled in for the winter over the river in Trenton. Ain't no British there. They's all Hessians. German mercenaries. My neighbors back home is Germans. So what? A few months ago, we was all British. We'll be again soon. Hey, now, looky over yonder. If it ain't all common sense. What's he doing? Looks like he's borrowed a drum for a writing desk. Jeez, he never gives up, does he? The fortune of our arms was now at its lowest ebb. Well, gentlemen, what do you think? <clears throat> well, I don't know. It's... Uh... Come now, I must know your thoughts. Christmas Day at night, one hour before day, is the time fixed upon for our attempt on Trenton. It could work. The question of independence lives or dies by the success of this endeavor. General Washington, sir, the men are tired, cold, hungry, poorly equipped and demoralized. Tell me something I don't know, like what we'd do about it. Sir... Some of my men have been reading this. Hmm? What's this? The American Crisis? It's by old common sense. Pain? But isn't he marching with us? Went off near a week ago by himself, walked 35 miles to Philadelphia and got this thing printed up. Hmm. Seems he's lost none of his fire over these weeks of retreat. Hmm. Stoked it more like, General. Got published in the Pennsylvania Journal... Seems some copies found their way here. All right. These are my orders. Gather around here, you men. Assemble the men in small squadrons. Uh, just you twelve here. You you two, you, you, you join that other group. Tell them we're preparing for a secret mission. Make sure even the musicians are issued with muskets. What's all this now? Can't they leave us be? It's Christmas Day, for Christ's sake. They ain't dragging me into anything. My time's up tomorrow. I'm heading to Charlestown. Bad enough we've been hearing them Hessians tearing up the town all day. I don't reckon there's a drop of liquor left in Trenton. Leastways, someone's having a good Christmas. Now it's starting in to sleep. 
I'd sell my soul for a good coat. When they're assembled, assign a man to each group and read them this pamphlet. These are the times that try men's souls. Summer soldier and the sunshine patriot will end this this crisis shrink from the service of his country. These are the times that try men's souls. The summer soldier and the sunshine patriot will in this crisis shrink from the service of his country, but he that stands it now deserves the love and thanks of man and woman. Tyranny like hell is not easily conquered, yet we have this consolation with us, that the harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. What we obtain too cheap, we esteem too lightly. Tis dearness only that gives everything its value. Heaven knows how to put a proper price upon its goods, and it would be strange indeed if so celestial an article as freedom should not be highly rated. So celestial an article as freedom should not be highly rated. Damn sleet setting in hard. Guess you'll be heading off to Charlestown come dawn. I guess so. Never the sunshine patriot was I, nor fear, nor the summer soldier cowering at the cold. Winter is more glorious, favoring the bold. Muskets broken, skin is turning blue, my boots are full of holes, but at least I get to live through these times the men soul. Okay, you men, just twelve, 12 men were about there, 12 men, keep, keep your... Make sure you keep your weapons dry. Keep your weapons dry there, getting into those boats. Wilhelm! <laughs> Wilhelm! Wilhelm! Come and join the party! Wilhelm! Now, my dear Wilhelm, how come I found you here alone? The whole regiment is disgracing itself splendidly in wine-soaked carousing, yet you sit here in solitude, confirming our reputation for Germanic melancholy. Forgive me, Hans. Christmas always makes me think of home. Ah, to spend Christmas again in Frankfurt. Remember the old carol? At Christmas time, we call to mind loved ones in our homeland we left behind. Call to fight in wars on distant shores. Raise the banner now. 
we sing a quiet hosanna and think of a home. Now you have me at it. Hans, why do they fight? The Americans? They are finished. Look at them in their rags with their crude weapons. They are farm hands, not soldiers. And yet they fight. I give them a week. Half of them have deserted. The rest lie freezing and defeated just over that river. But look at us, hands, far from home. The King of England pays money to the Imperial Elector of Hesse, and the Imperial Elector says, You go across the sea, you fight these men, and we go. And we have the best guns and the best horses, and... Well, let us make no bones. The lovely shiny boots and the colorful sashes and the blue coats and the golden hats. The golden hats, Wilhelm. And they have nothing. And yet they fight for these things they call independence and liberty. In our homeland, Hans, do we have liberty? No. Well, but the hats. The lovely golden hats. Noble men decide our fate The land we call our home They call their estate Call to fight in wars Our only cause Remuneration And now these men Who dare to found a nation Are our foes What is that? Surely not! Who would fight on Christmas Day? Quick! My boots! My gun! The Americans are coming! Never the sunshine patriot was I No fear, nor the summer soldier Cowering at the cold Winter is more glorious Favoring the bold Muskets broken, skin is turning blue My boots are full of holes The trumpet sound, the battleground is what we're made for. Let's give the King of England what he paid for. Victory! Never the sunshine patriot was I, no fear, nor the summer soldier cowering at the cold. Winter is more glorious, favoring the bold. Muskets broken, skin is turning blue, my coats are full of holes. But and now these men who dare to found a Through these times the trial and souls
Hey! This one over here is alive. Wilhelm was right. What's he say? He was right about you. He's speaking German. It's funny. It's really funny. My neighbors back home are German. So what's he saying? He was right about you. He was right about us. I, I don't know. I think it's a prayer, maybe. He's saying the Lord's Prayer in German, I, I think. I don't know, but it's so funny. He needs to be saying a prayer. He's shot up pretty bad. He's breathing his last. Liberty. Liberty. What's he say? Freiheit? Freiheit? It's father, I think. Father? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on the 26th of December 1776, General Washington crossed the Delaware, surprised three regiments of Hessians, and with little or no loss, took near a thousand prisoners. On this, the 12th day of January, 1779, I call this meeting of the United States Committee for Foreign Affairs to order. Damn it, Payne. Can you not hold your tongue? The war has dragged on for more than three years. England finds that she cannot conquer America, and America has no wish to conquer England. They are fighting for what they can never obtain, and we defending what we never mean to part with. Yes, and this shipment of French armaments might turn the tide. Now, Mr Silas Dean. Uh, Yes, sir. Well, Mr Dean... What do you have to say for yourself? The accusations made by Payne are, are an outrage. I have arranged for the purchase of over four millions worth of muskets, cannons, uniforms and gunpowder to be shipped from France, enough to equip an army of 30,000 men. Four million French livres. That's a lot of money. The stores which Silas Dean pretends he has purchased were a present from the court of France and came out of the king's arsenal. Keep quiet, Payne. You're not a member of this committee. Thank you, Mr. Morris. We are aware of Mr. Payne's status. I am Secretary for Foreign Affairs. Secretary to the Committee for Foreign Affairs. Wow. He's a mere adventurer from England, without fortune, without family or connections, ignorant even of grammar. Is it right that Mr. Dean, a servant of Congress should sit as a member of that House when his own conduct was before the House of Judgment? Certainly not, but the interest of Mr Dean has sat there in the person of his partner, Mr Robert Morris. How dare you! Who, at the same time that he represented this state, Pennsylvania, represented likewise the partnership in trade. That's enough, Payne. Damn that man, Payne. He rails against those in pursuit of legitimate business. Or profiteers, he calls us. What are we fighting for but liberty? Well, let me say this. It is inconsistent with the principles of liberty to prevent a man from the free disposal of his property on such terms as he may think fit. Yet I am dragged here from France to appear before a committee and questioned like a common criminal. Traduces in the print. It's a scandal, sir. An utter scandal. This is corruption, pure and simple. Why not as well go ours with every quartermaster and commissary in the army? Had I my... 
papers and accounts to hand all could be settled in a trifle. Would anybody have supposed that a gentleman in the character of a commercial agent and afterwards in that of a public minister would return home after seeing himself recalled and superseded and not bring with him his papers and vouchers? Recalled from France as I was, I, I had no time to gather together the necessary documentary proofs of purchase. There is something in this concealment of papers that looks like embezzlement. Careful now, Tom. The committee will adjourn to consider its decision. Why are you so intent on stirring up this matter of pain? My design was and is to place the merit of these supplies where I think the merit is most due. That is in the disposition of the French nation to help us. The world and his wife knows full well that Dean was given those supplies as a gift. But it's a foolhardy man that broadcasts the facts in print. Headstrong Tom... You're a wise one, over your eyes none pull the wool, diffuse this bomb. What I advise on the muds there, just don't throw it, and a whistle, just don't blow it, stow it, and be stoical, life's a mess. People lie some, you gotta buy some cock and bull, but rush to press. And preachify some, get a belly full. They call you common sense, is that the wrong name? Just keep your powder dry and play the long game. Folks ain't saints. Most are takers, all are fakers I have found and complaints from belly acres fall on stony ground to Thomas Paine Esquire the committee of foreign affairs hereby informs you that your employment as secretary to this committee is as of this day brought to an end now gentlemen are we ready yes sir yes sir hand me the document Here you are, General. This 19th day of October, 1781, it is settled between His Excellency General Washington, Commander-in-Chief of the Combined Forces of America and France, that's me, and the Right Honourable Earl Cornwallis, Lieutenant General of His Britannic Majesty's Forces, that's you, that the garrisons of York and Gloucester, including the officers and seamen of his Britannic Majesty's ships, are to surrender themselves prisoners of war to the combined forces of America and France. Granted. They've surrendered! What? The British! They've surrendered at Yorktown! times that tried men's souls are over and the greatest and completest revolution the world ever knew gloriously and happily accomplished
But apart from the extremes of danger to safety, from the tumult of war to the tranquillity of peace, though sweet in contemplation, requires a gradual composure of the senses to receive... Oh, how lovely to see you, Congressman. I'm so glad you're able to come. And Colonel, it's quite like old times. Even calmness has the power of stunning when it opens too instantly upon us. The long and raging hurricane that should cease in a moment would leave us in a state mm -hmm. rather of wonder than enjoyment. Yes. And some moments of recollection must pass that's before right. we yes. could be capable mm -hmm. of tasting yes. the felicity of repose. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, that, that's very interesting. But if, if you'll excuse me, there's, there's somebody I, I, I haven't seen. Is that seen. Pain? It's <laughs> Who invited him? There never was a man less beloved in a place than pain is in this. Having at different times disputed with everybody. Uh, oh. Well, yes, exactly. The most rational thing he could have done would have been to have died the instant he'd finished his common sense. For he never again will have it in his power to leave the world with so much credit. Well, exactly. That's exactly right. <laughs> I look round and see a large and thriving world towards whose freedom and prosperity I have freely and honourably contributed. And yet I see no prospect for myself to live in it. I hear he's applying to Congress yet again for some sort of stipend. The country that ought to have been to me a home has scarcely been an asylum. I sometimes ask myself what I am better off than a refugee, and that of the most extraordinary kind, a refugee from the country I have befriended. Is there a faction here that he hasn't crossed? The Philadelphia Constitution, the Silas Dean Affair, attacks on men of wealth... Railing against slavery, Newfoundland fishing rights, supporting the land rights for the Indians, federal taxes, and on and From on. From a disposition to serve others, I neglected myself for years together. If then the part I've chosen and acted has been of any benefit to America, it remains unacknowledged. So why forgo the royalties? If he then intends to bleed over it. A person in Market Street, just a substantial tradesman, told me he would freely give £50. An old Ludwig, the baker, offered me 25 But I should not like to have a subscription hawked around the country as if it were for charity. So, Master Payne, you are still determined to set aside your political machinations in favour of the pursuit of scientific invention? It was a cause of America that made me an author, but as the scenes are closed, I therefore take leave of the subject. I can't help but think that we shall have need of common sense. I hope he has not abandoned us forever for the fascination of a... An iron bridge, is it to be? The standing or not standing of an arch is not governed by opinions. Therefore, opinions one way or the other will not alter the fact. The opinions of it standing will not make it stand. The opinions of it falling will not make it fall. Well, you know what I always say, Thomas. Hide not your talents, they for use were made. What's a sundial in the shade? Over to you. Oh. Rather neat no, Left, I, I have the pleasure of submitting ah, to you two left, models for bridge. Okay, okay. One of wood 
the other of cast oh my iron. Good lord. Uh, too large to be admitted into the house, but will stand very well in the garden. Oh, I see. The European method of bridge architecture by piers and arches is not adapted to America on account of the ice in the winter. The construction of these is designed to obviate the difficulty by leaving the old passage of the river clear of the encumbrance of piers. Well, they're certainly bigger than your last invention, the smokeless candles. We have the walls almost clean now. Yeah, look out for that. My first design is for a bridge over the Harlem River. New York? Well, you can't be accused of lacking ambition. Now is the time for building bridges Gone are the times that try men's souls Just by the law of averages We all at times have different goals You helped old George deliver Crossing the Delaware Seems that you need another river Something to struggle over Well, take care Pain, the pamphleteer, building a bridge? Not over my land, is not. Hasn't it caused enough trouble without encouraging footpads, vagabonds and stragglers to cross the river and rob us? So, Thomas, New York not a goer? I cannot help thinking that it might be carried over the Skykill. The Skykill? That must be the width of some four or five hundred feet. Well, good luck convincing the Pennsylvania Council of that one. Your design seems a good one, Mr. Payne, but I have to warn you, we are considering a rival project to be raised on piers. I have no opinion of any bridge over the sky or that is to be erected on piers. The sinking of piers will sink more money than they have any idea of and will not stand when done. I'm sorry, Payne, that things haven't worked out with this bridge of yours. I mentioned my design of going this spring to Europe. That's the spirit. I intend landing in France and that I should take the model with me. Don't tell me. The Seine. Now is the time for spanning chasms Reaching across the ocean wide Indulging some new enthusiasms Catching the turning of the tide Leave all the pamphleteering Don't even look behind The future is there for engineering Maybe the very future of mankind Funny when you think you're done, you find something else to do. And so it seems like you have just begun. And then it's just a case of building bridges across from the old thing to the new. It's one of life's great privileges, finding you're less than halfway through so. Finally, gentlemen, we have been presented with designs for an iron bridge over the sands. Dear Franklin, a new bridge has begun over the Seine. It is about the breadth of the Skykel. It is on piers. Oh, dear. All aboard for the packet at Dover. And now, England. My principal object is for a bridge over the Thames. Oh, well. Dear Franklin, the bridge has been erected for public exhibition on the bowling green opposite the Yorkshire Stingo public house in the village of Paddington near London. Roll up! Roll up! 
pay a shilling to cross the bridge to nowhere Rebecca Kane. But being in a plain field, it served only as a specimen of the practicability of a manufactory of iron bridges. Come and cross the bridge built by the madman from America. Just a shilling. It's all wonky. Leans. Leans. The bridge was put up, but being on wood buttments, they yielded. And it is now taken down. Oh, Tom. Rather for Mr Payne. My dear comrade, the spirit of 1776 is alive today here in France. The Bastille, that symbol of the old monarchical despotism, was stormed and destroyed on the 14th of July, 1789. I enclose the key for your safekeeping. Please forward it to our mutual friend, General Washington, so that he may know how the principles for which we fought in America now start to spread. Your friend, the Marquis de Lafayette. At this time, my bridge operations become suspended. At present, I am engaged on my political bridge. I shall bring out a new work. Funny, when you think you're done, you find something else to do. And so it seems like you have just begun. And then it's just a case of building bridges across from the old thing to the new. It's one of life's great privileges, finding you're less than halfway through. So now is the time for forging iron, making a beam that's strong and true. It may take the courage of of a lion. Well, doesn't that sound a bit like you? In a safe anchorage is where you will gather moss. In many ways, books are just like bridges. And your special gift is making people cross. Thank you for listening to Citizen Pain. The voices you heard today belong to Andy Cresswell, Liz Hammond, Beric Livingston, Mark Nicholson, and Paul Tibby. Tom Payne's words were all his own, and the script and songs were by Paul Tibby. If you enjoyed the show, please post a rating and review on iTunes, and to find out more about this and future projects from the audio ballads, go to citizenpain.podbean.com. That's citizenpain with an e dot podbean dot com. Mm-hmm.